late. There, there we go. <laughs> what up, ladies and gents? It is S H I T. So, so happy, happy it's Thursday. Thursday. And we're ready to rock another one. Want your podcast to get noticed, your content to get noticed? That is exactly what we're going to talk about today. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> what up, ladies and gents? It's fire intro time. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. It is a beautifully warm, sunny San Diego day. And as always, we're bringing the heat right here on the Business Bros Pod. In our ever-growing digital world, we cannot stress the importance of an online presence for your brand and your company enough. Our guest today is someone who can help you gain control of your online life and create explosive growth for your business. Our guest knows that if you're not building an online presence, presence you are vulnerable. That is why he started video podcasting. He's now been podcasting for almost two years, has well over 100 interviews under his belt, including celebrities, professional athletes, millionaire entrepreneurs, and even presidential candidates. Boom. So tune in today to hear how our guest went from dreading Mondays to never working a day in his life and loving what he does. Joining us today from across the country in Florida, give a warm welcome to the host of the After Hours Entrepreneur Podcast, Mark Savard! Thank you. Thank you for Welcome having me to the here. program, Mark. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here with the Business Bros. Bros. I'm excited. <laughs> business Bros. <laughs> We're excited to see you, Mark. Thanks for being on. SHIT is so happy. It's, it's Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. Uh, let, let's get into this thing, man. After hours entrepreneurs, you've been podcasting for two years. Same here. We went the super crazy route. We were like, all right, we're going to do a podcast. I dragged James into doing a podcast. He had no idea what it was or what we were doing, but he did it with me anyways. And we went crazy, dude. We went, we've been doing a show every single day, Monday through Friday. We just passed the two year marker in July. Uh, so that's why year episode 546, we've interviewed over 300 people. We've kept it very, uh, very easy access to get uh, people on the show. We use it as a networking tool. Uh, mm -hmm. What have you found in the last two years that you've been doing podcasting? Like, what, tell me about your journey, like what you got into it and how it shifted and where it's become to today. Yeah. So that's exactly what it is, Hernan. It is a journey. When you start down podcasting, you really don't know what to expect. But just like you said, I think one of the most powerful things, the one of the most not talked about things about podcasting is the ability to network. It allows you to connect with people that you otherwise would have no business talking to. Right. Fact. I've now spoke. I like I've sh shook hands with several NFL players just because they want to be on my podcast. Right. So uh, my first podcast was all about fatherhood. It's called the Awesome Dad Show. It's still live. You can still listen to the Awesome Dad Show. And it's just it was a really, really cool experience. Um, but I think when you're starting any new business, any new venture, things are going to are going to morph. And, I, you know, I cannot stress enough the danger of perfection paralysis. It's it's, it is so real that you just can't start until you get that new camera. Well, 
I'll start mm -hmm. once my kids start school. It's like, no, you got to start doing something today. Don't, don't wait. And uh, I it's, love it's a journey. I love what you have in your uh, in your white and on your whiteboard there. Do fail, learn. That's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, everything's gonna shift and 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 change, and and it's okay to roll with the punches. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't do very much editing. One of the reasons why we we love Streamyard is because I added the intro. Right at the end, we'll add the outro. It's already done. Any middle segments that we just drop in clips, we can do that and randomly get stuff done. Do I say? like that right do i say um every once in a while do i stutter every once in a while sure that happens do we have you know internet issues that freeze up it happens but we post every single day and we learn from it right what did you what have you learned from the mistakes you've made yeah so so many mistakes to learn and, and i think that's the key when you're starting any sort of show any sort of podcast is you don't set a goal of i'm going to get you know ten thousand listeners or hundred thousand listeners the goal is i'm going to post consistently um, and I'm going to focus on just being a little bit better with each episode. I've applied that both to podcasting and to YouTube and it's, it, it, it really pays off, but I'm, I'm with you there, Herman. Like I remember when I first started, I went in and I was so meticulous about editing out all the ums and the no's and all of that. But I, I think that's a big mistake. Mm -hmm. um, it, it also kind of manifests itself. And this is kind of, I think the second huge value you get from podcasting is you become more confident in communicating with human beings because yeah. you're you, you become more thoughtful about your words you build mm -hmm. up your network you're taught it's it's tremendously important for public speaking well how you're, about i've how seen about just the fact i've seen you turn on your skills in conversations grow over the past two years like the way that you talk to people the way that that you were talking to our first guests compared to the way that you talk to our guests today it's been huge i think that's exactly what what mark is saying what were you about to say yeah, well, I was going to ask Mark. I was like, you know, it's funny when people talk about podcast hosts, they're like, oh, you can talk to people. But really, really, I think the skill is actually the opposite. I've become a really good listener, right? I actually Ooh. can listen to my guests really well. And I'm interested in what they're saying. I had a, I had, um, I had somebody on the show uh, a while back. I can't remember the names on the top of my head. But he told me, he, he told me, you know, be more interested than interesting. Right. So be oh, more yeah. interested in that person that's that's talking to you, that's that's having a conversation, that's sharing their story, that's giving you some insight. Be interested in what they're talking about. And the questions will naturally come out. Right. It's right. like it's like when you're in the car when, when I was a kid. Right. And you listen to the radio in the car. Right. And the DJ's having sharing a story or, or, or telling you what's going on trending. And you're like yelling at the radio like, no, do this. But of course, they can't hear you. <laughs> at least with this podcast as you're interviewing somebody you're doing the same thing you're listening to the story you're interested in what they're talking about but when you have a question guess what you can ask it and i think right. that's a huge that that's a mm -hmm. big shift as a, a good podcast host can hold a conversation yeah but they can really listen to the person that they're that they're interviewing and get more out of what they're going to say what's your skills i've acquired over a very long career exactly what, what have yeah. you what have you learned from uh, from being a host? Yeah, well, uh, that's that's just it. And I think that's what separates I mean, we can talk about this a little bit in, in a few minutes, but that's what separates a great podcast from a bad con uh, podcast. It's it's all about the quality of your guests. It's all about the quality of the hosts. And you just naturally become a better listener and a better, better communicator as you execute more interviews and, and props to you, by the way, going five days a week for two years and it's a huge accomplishment. So I, y'all should be very proud and definitely pat yourselves on the back for that. It's hugely, it's, it's a big deal. But 
I just kind of want to circle back to something I, I mentioned a moment ago is that perfection paralysis. A lot of people are too afraid to get on video, to get on the mic and start talking because they stutter or they don't talk well. But listen, your first episode is going to be your worst. If you just focus on the process of getting a little bit better, it's, it's amazing, amazing what can happen to your business. It's amazing what can happen to your network. It's amazing what can happen to your self-confidence. It's just truly a spectacular process. Oh, it's, it's, it's bizarre, right? I, I don't know about you, but like for, for me, I feel a lot more connected to people. I feel like I walk around town and I, I can hold my head up a little bit higher. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and one of the greatest compliments I've ever received, because I ask people, you know, what do you think of me? What do you think of the show? What do you think of what, what's going on? Because I, I want feedback, right? You the, can't handle the truth. We'll try. I will try. <laughs> right. And, and, uh, one of the greatest compliments I ever got was, dude, you're, you're well connected. You know, a lot of people, and that is huge. Like for you to have a network of people, for you to be the person that people are like, you know what? I have a problem. Contact him. He knows yeah. somebody that's a big, big, uh, plus in your business. Now the person that, 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 talks to you may not be something where you're going to make any money off of, but you're going to plant them somewhere. You're going to refer them to somebody in your network. And that is very powerful. Like having a network, providing leads to that network will, you know, in effect, it's going to return business back to you. And, and, and it may not be that you have, you know, you might not have millions of downloads per month, right? You're not at that level. You're, you're not at that spot, but your first, your, your, when you said, you know, your first episode is not that good. I go even harder. I tell people the first time you get on this mic, you're going to suck. Like yes. there's no <laughs> one way about it. Like you, you're, you think about it. You're worried about, did I hit the record button? Did I plug in the microphone the right way? You know, is my software working? Like you're thinking of all that stuff. You can't possibly hold a conversation the right way when your mind is not focused on that. But as you do things on a regular basis, those things become second nature, turning things on and making sure things are those that's easy. Now you're developing your skills as a communicator. So I'm going to ask yeah, you. I, I want to add on to that too, because I think you hit on something that's really important. Your first episode is going to suck, right? So I remember a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, I was going on my honeymoon with a delayed honeymoon with my wife to Jamaica, which was awesome, by the way. Jamaica is a beautiful country. So we're in Jamaica and I'm reading the four hour work week. And something that Tim Ferriss writes in the four hour work week is get comfortable with discomfort. And it is. It is incredible what happens when you start putting yourself in uncomfortable situations on a regular basis. So one of the things that he wrote in the book, because he's got a lot of like weird ways to get comfortable with discomfort, but one of the things was every time you pull out your wallet to pay for something, you ask for a discount. And I, I'm not joking when I tell you, it works about 20% of the time. You know what though? That's a good, that, I mean, that's something simple, but that's practical, right? That's practical. Anybody who's listening to this and even including myself, I'm going to make that point. You know, there, there's one thing that I, that I've done for a long time is I don't spend $10 bills. So anytime I, I, you know, go to the store and I give them a 20 and I get changed, it's a $10 bill. It goes in another envelope. It goes in another, like a shoe box that I, I just collect $10 bills. Right. And it's just a fun way of collecting money mm. doing that, doing that and asking for the discount. You never know. It could be somewhere even like a Walmart, for example. Walmart, yeah. big store. You go to the cashier and you're like, hey, can I get a discount? Sometimes they're like, you know, most of the times they'll do no, but they're like, eh, I'll give you my employee one. Or you know what? I got this coupon for this thing. And it might be 50 cents. It might be a dollar. But you never know. It could be a casino and that's a free upgrade to the next suite because they haven't had, you know, it's, it's available just because they want to treat you nice. Ask especially me, right now during COVID. Especially right now, right? <laughs> Asking is the problem, right? It's the uncomfortable position that you're in when you ask for something. 
And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs in general struggle with, myself included, right? You have a great conversation with somebody and you know you're talking about business and what do we fail to do? Ask for the business, mm-hmm. ask, ask for the referral. We yeah. we don't ask for what we want. And 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 you know, you're you're absolutely right. You made me think of that when you're when you're talking about you know, be uncomfortable. We don't yeah. ask enough. We don't ask, guys, we don't put uh, ourselves in an uncomfortable position. One of the guys in in my <laughs> mastermind group, he says that the level of success that you'll have in your life is correlated to the number of uncomfortable conversations that you're able to have. Wow. Mm. See, I, I think I I like that a lot. And especially nowadays when there's a ton of uncomfortable situations and, and conversations you can have. But the, the reality is that the modern day entrepreneur is different from the past. You're not just opening up a restaurant and making food for people, right? Now you have to do so many different things, right? You have to worry about online marketing. You need systems. Maybe you have employees or virtual assistants. Maybe you need to learn how to produce media content through your, your podcast or your video distribution. Maybe you're creating funnels. There are so many different skills you need to learn. The sooner you can start failing forward, the sooner you can start executing on being uncomfortable, the better. So I I just think that you want to be implementing discomfort as often as possible. It's it's really important right now because if you if you think the same thing that's worked over the last ten to twenty years is going to continue to work, you're you're gonna you're in a very very dangerous place. And that's, that's why, and, and look, you're seeing it manifest itself right now during the middle of the COVID epidemic, a pandemic. How many people are concerned about where their next check is going to come from, how they're going to pay their landlord. Heck, if you're a landlord, you're wondering how you're going to get paid because mm-hmm. that restaurant, they're not making any money now. That gym, not making any money. Mm-hmm. So we're in a really interesting place where I think that every single human being, and this is kind of what I preach, you need to start getting uncomfortable, trying new things, developing multiple streams of income. And I strongly believe that a podcast needs to be a core part of that. And we talk about that a little bit because I, I, I imagine y'all have had a similar experience. The podcast can be that core piece of anchor content to, um, to it is, really it is. business down. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I talked to, you know, my background is, is in taxes and accounting and I have a real estate license. James and I own an insurance agency together. Uh, you know, it's, it's, what I always tell my real estate agents, I'm like, look, it's 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 actually pretty simple when you talk about how you're going to get people to do business with you. You're either going to be the person that they know, right? So if I need to sell, buy or sell a house, I know a real estate agent. I'm going to go with that guy. If I don't know somebody, I'm going to go to my friends and family and I'm going to ask them who they know, the referral business. And if they don't know anybody, then I'm going to go to some marketing material, right? Then that's when the billboard or the mailer or you the know Google the podcast, search. all that, the Google search, that's where I find that person. And we in business spend so much time on that third one, so much time and money mm-hmm. trying to be that number one media source, right? When we fail to to focus on the first two, be the one people know. If right. you're if you're constantly interviewing people, if you're constantly building your network, if you're constantly bringing value, you're going to be the person they know. And just by default, because that person might not know you, their friends and family will. And it's because you have that content that's going out on a regular basis. And guess what? If you're neither one of those two, if you're consistently putting out a podcast on a regular basis, consistently putting out your social media stuff, you have tons of stuff. And I, yeah. tell, I challenge people all the time. I mean, my, my real estate sign is right here, right? And right under my name, it says, Google me first, then list with me, right? Because I know if you nice. Google me, I own the first three pages of Google. I put out enough content to flood it with who I am. And, and that's all you got to do. And that's, that's it's credibility, right? That credibility right there is mm-hmm. what's going to set you apart from the rest of your competition. Mm-hmm. 
but it's a consistent fact. You 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 gotta hop on the mic every day. You gotta hop behind the camera every day. If it's not a podcast, it doesn't matter. You have a smartphone. You can get behind it and start talking to it. Create the content that you need to create. Now here's the question: Everybody wants to build a show with a massive audience. We all start with zero. Do you have any secrets or any any strategies to help you know people say, okay, I want to start a show, but how do I grow my audience? How do I get an audience in general? Yeah, love that question. And I just launched the After Hours Entrepreneur about two weeks ago. I was able to, with the with the help of the community that that I'm around, we were able to rank it in the top 100 on iTunes in the United States for entrepreneurship, which which is a very very competitive category. We're getting hundreds of downloads. I mean, it's it's just a really crazy time. So there's there's a few different things that you can do, right? First off, I think being consistent and creating buzz. I think one of the most important things that you can do with getting more listens on your podcast is finding ways to create social proof. So I'm going to give you something really tangible here. Uh, one of the things you really want to do when you've launched your podcast, when you have a podcast, is send all of your traffic to iTunes at first, okay? You know, we can kind of debate this a little bit, but we send all your traffic to iTunes at first and specifically ask for reviews. When you get a review, you share it in your Instagram stories, you share it on Facebook. Wow, look at this review. I'm creating curiosity. I'm creating uh, that that social proof. Another app that I like to use is called Chartable. Chartable, free app. It connects right to your RSS feed and it allows you to create more graphs, more charts, which gives you additional social proof. Hey, I hit my first 500 downloads. Hey, I hit my first thousand downloads. Wow, this month I had my first 10,000 download month. When you share that stuff out, people are like, wow, this guy's serious. This girl's serious. This person is actually living what they are talking. So I think that finding ways to create social proof is one of the most powerful ways to send people to your platform. So that I think that's the biggest piece of advice I would get. And then I mean, listen, we could we have a really long conversation about this, but on the back end, when people land on your podcast, when they're actually listening, you have to give them a good experience. You know, you, they mm-hmm. have to have a good listening experience, which which takes time, right? It takes time. And, and so let's hover, let's hover on that. Yeah, let's hover on that. Like, like there's <clears throat> because there's everybody's different, right? Some people are going to listen to a podcast and they're like, I love my, you know, CSI. I want some crime investigation stuff. Some people are like, I want scary stories. Some people are like, I want a biography or, you know, th- there's all kinds of different types of podcasts. So to generically say, you know, what makes good content, it, that could be very broad. We're sure. on an interview based platform. What do you think would be a great way to have that kind of content? Because, you know, I, I'll be honest, and, and I'm, I'm biased because obviously this is my show, right? But I listen to my show. I listen to the Joe Rogan show. And they're very similar the, in, in, you know, in content type, in the dialogue that happens, in, you know, the conversation that happens. It's, it's very similar. And I listen to other people's interview podcasts, and a lot of them are very similar in, in the way we do things, right? So how do we distinguish ourselves? How do we how do we make that a little bit different and and you know become something uh, that sets us apart, right? That that gives us that little bit of nudge because I think sure. it goes beyond maybe our guests on our show. I I don't know. What do you think? Well, certainly the guest that you have on your show is important, right? If you're just interviewing your next door neighbor, they're not going to have much reach. They're they're probably not going to be able to promote you out as much, and you you do get extra validation when you're sitting next to people. Like for example, I was inter- I interviewed the other day, John Lee Doom is from Entrepreneurs on Fire. He's got like 85 million downloads on his po- podcast. He's like one of the biggest podcast- podcasters in the entrepreneurial space. 
And I asked him a very similar question and his, his answer was very simple. It's the riches are in the niches, right? I know you thought I was going to say something else, but it's the riches <laughs> are in the niches, right? So it's, it's, it's niching, it's niching down enough, but not so narrow that um, you don't appeal to enough people, right? But niching down enough, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're creating their podcast is they just want to, they want to talk about everything, right? One week they're talking about their favorite movie. The next week they're talking about their favorite pizza. You, you got to get focused because when someone lands on your podcast and they start listening, they're like, hmm, I like this podcast. Let me listen to another one. Y you have to have a common theme. There's going to be a common thread that's holding the show together. So whether that's entrepreneurship or gardening or cooking steak, getting getting down to a niche that has a big enough audience is a big is a big deal. And it, it, I, I want to kind of expand on that. Finding finding the right niche, a you have to be curious. Just like you said earlier in the show, Herman. If you if you're not interested long term, if you're not passionate about it, you're probably going to get bored with it. And that's not good. But finding a niche that, that actually has a proven track record, right? So, for example, if you go to iTunes and you want to talk about, I don't know, orange Pokemon or whatever, right? If there's no podcast dedicated to that, you might want to take a step back and say, is that because there's not an audience for this? Or is that because I'm just onto something really special, right? Finding something that already has some shows maybe, but you can attack it from a different angle, I think is a really powerful way to niche down. All right, so I mean that that's that's perfect because James and I are actually starting a new show starting September first called the Carrier Experience, and it's going to be specifically in the insurance space. So we want to talk mm -hmm. to insurance agents uh, and and you know get to know their their you know successes, their failures, their good you know their practices, all this stuff to help them what, what they did to grow their business, so other agents mm -hmm. listening can we can want good theirs, stories. right? We want great stories, but at the same time, we're also going to be getting information direct from carriers, right? What products do they have? All the, you know, it's going to be very, very uh, niche specific. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a good one. Uh, that's yeah. that's kind of the, a focus that, that we're going to be taking on this show. However, we are very broad, right? And so, you know, I was thinking of putting together different types of marketing campaigns. Uh, and for me, marketing campaigns is, well, what do I post on my social media, right? What types of stuff? And so I've been testing things like quote cards that they did tend to work really well. I was using some video clips, you know, there's a difference between putting clips with subtitles and not having subtitles. The subtitle ones perform way better than the ones without, mm -hmm. uh, you know, little things like that. And I was thinking of running something more like uh, this is what you missed this week, right? And I was oh, I was nice. thinking of running stuff like that and just showing, you know, little small, a group, maybe maybe it's, you know, a 60-second clip and it has five different segments in it. It's like 10 seconds from each show. And like this is what you missed last week. And just adding that like fear of missing out. What do you think mm -hmm. a, yeah. a promo like that would – how much – how much? I'm going to do it myself. How, how effective <laughs> do you think that's going to be if I run – promos like that i mean it's it's not it's kind what, of social proof but more along the fear of missing out yeah so fomo is certainly a a good psychological uh, trigger to go on i think when you're posting on social media specifically when you're promoting your podcast on social media you really want to focus on trying to drive engagement right so having a really compelling headline or title to your to your post or trying to ask some sort of question that people feel like they have to answer that. I think that's one of the biggest things you can do when people are, are sharing their posts typically on social media. It's just kind of like, here's a video of me talking to a podcaster. Maybe that's not compelling enough for the viewer. Maybe something like the top five secrets that all podcasters must know. 
right? It's, it's all about trying to trigger that psychologically. And there's, there's certainly a lot of ways you can do that. FOMO being a big one for sure. As far as the way that me and my team market my podcast, it's it's kind of like bulk, bulk sending it out there. So if you look at Mark Savant Media on any social media channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all, all basically every social media platform, what we aim to do is uh, my show is a video podcast with entrepreneurs and digital digital industry experts. And we just chop up like two to three to five minute segments and we post them each day on all these various platforms just so we're staying top of mind and it's like a constant array of people coming in yeah it's about it's about being having that brand out there on a regular basis right right so people know that this that you exist you didn't fall off you might have changed the name of the show that you're working with but you're still here you're still relevant that that part of that part of posting i mean you hear it a lot with people like gary v right he's talking about you know you need to post you know 60 pieces of content a day or whatever and i <clears throat> i don't think people understand uh, you know, what, he, what he actually means by that. Cause they think, you know, it, it, I need to create 60 unique individual pieces of content. That's not necessarily the case, right? I mean, yes, the, the thing you put on Facebook is probably not the same thing you're going to put on LinkedIn, but there are some similarities there. Maybe you're heading, uh, you know, your, your, the, the template that you put around in the, the question that you're asking that might change, right? Maybe that might change a little bit on Instagram to grab a little bit of a, of attention. Maybe you're using different types of quote cards. So there is an aspect of, of, you know, creativity when it comes to the different platforms, but how much of it is more along the lines of consistency because you want your stuff to show up on feeds, right? You want your stuff to appear. Even it's, I, I always, I always considered it like junk mail. Almost. I always referred our show to like judge Judy, for example, I, I tell people, I'm like, our show is like the judge Judy of podcasts. And people are like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you listen to that other show that you told me about, but they only show, they only give you an episode once a week. And then this other show that you listen to, well, they're only like once or twice a month. So when you run out of all that stuff, my show is always there. It's like judge Judy during the day, you can turn on the TV and no matter what, you can guarantee that there's going to be an episode. You're never going to catch up to all my stuff. And and I kind of use that analogy to, to tell people, I'm like, you're in business. Like literally every piece of content that you put out in the world is you as an employee working 24 hours a day, seven days a week that lives on the internet, that is searchable, that is in your voice with your enthusiasm talking about your business. How many of those <laughs> do you want out there? Right. You got to have as many as you can have as many as you can have. So put out more content. And then if you interview people, it's not just you talking about your business. It could potentially be your customers, your vendors, the people you want to do business with all singing the same types of praise branded and wrapped with all your stuff. And you're showing it in front of people on a regular basis. That to me, that is a great explanation of what this thing called social proof and constant putting out content is all about. Right. I mean, do you yeah. agree or disagree? hundred percent. And, and quite frankly, I think that's one of the reasons why video podcasting is what is something that every business owner should be looking into because this is the constant struggle. I've got to post something today. What am I going to post? I'm just going to take a picture of myself at my desk. Right. You're not actually providing a tangible value to people. Right. So a, you definitely want to have a strategy, but B when you, when you're producing a video podcast, it's, it's, it's what we call your, your anchor piece of content, right? Because off the back of your, your video podcast, what me and my team do, a 30-minute interview turns into about three dozen pieces of content for the internet. So my, I got a guy that chops up all the video. I got a, a girl that posted on social media. We're working with them. They're 
and it's just driving constant leads to me. I'm getting, it's like bros, bros, business bros. It's crazy. I'm just getting blown up every day on LinkedIn, on Facebook Messenger, on Instagram. I'm getting DM'd all day, every day. I'm getting emails. But that's because, like you said, you're staying top of mind. You're producing valuable content that people are interested in and they want to know more. They want to know more. So it's just video podcasting is something I think every business owner should be considering when it comes to expanding their, their marketing platform. It's a total must now. It's a total, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a have to, right? If, if you had a business even 25 years ago, uh, you would need to, to market. And, I, and, you know, it's funny because we talk about our very first business and, and, you know, we spent a lot of money on marketing. We would put door hangers on doors. Yep. We would <laughs> send out mailers. We were in like mm-hmm. three different yellow book pages. You know, there's a lot of people listening Back right now that page. don't have a clue what yellow pages are, <laughs> but we were in the yellow pages, right? And, you know, we were in the penny saver. There was a lot of money being spent and it was all for the same thing is because we wanted to get our message out there, get in front of people, tell them what it is you do. And I, I feel like, you know, there's always this, these two separate things that end up happening. You have a business and then you don't spend money on marketing. You kind of, you know, do a little networking here and there and you grow your business slowly, or you have the other side. And this is where we've fallen into with, with business bros. We do a shit ton of marketing, right? And then we forget that. What are we marketing? What are we selling? Right. And I think that's the problem that happens with a lot of people who start a podcast. They get really engulfed in looking at the metrics. I'm getting more views. I'm getting more likes. I'm getting more followers. And you get all this yeah. stuff. And then the question is, but what do you do with that? Right. What, well, it what has are you a lot, doing? I think it has a lot to do with the guests that you have on your show. One of the things that I think a lot of, especially new podcasters, struggle with is how do I actually get people to come on my show? So I'm going to give you a quick hot take, a quick way to reverse engineer it. You find that the top 10 podcasts in your niche. What are, the, what are the podcasts that are in my niche, whether that's insurance or cooking or, or social media, right? And you go and either you or you hire someone to do this. I've got, I've got a, actually a video on YouTube now that's reached over 35,000 people about hiring a virtual assistant. So I've got a ton of great content on Mark Spot Media on YouTube. But either you or your assistant, you go and you DM or email every single guest that's been on that show over the past, let's say, two to three years. Because the, the, the beauty of that is these are people that are in your niche and have already been vetted by a top podcaster, mm. right? So this is, people are like, oh, who's going to be on my show? Be? Not your neighbor, not your grandma, not your kid. Go to the people that have already been pre-vetted because I'm telling you, if you've been on a top podcast like Entrepreneurs on Fire or uh, Joe Rogan, I've interviewed people on the Joe Rogan show. If they've been on those shows, they're good enough for your show. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. an infinite way to bring great people into if it. Plus, if they're in your niche, like let's say, for example, you're in the insurance industry, you're doing insurance podcasts. If you get Patrick Bet David on your show, guess what? You just blew up, son. You just blew up overnight and you're not selling anything. You're, you're This is the beauty of, of video podcasting is you're, you're reaching tons and tons of new people that you might have never had the opportunity of speaking with. It's it's. People are confused. You, you can't be sending out postcards anymore. You have to reach people where they're at. That's on their phone. Right. That's there. where you reach people. <laughs> it's funny, right? Isn't it ironic that you have to explain you reach people on your phone? <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> I remember when a phone was a phone. That's all it did was reach people. Now you have the power to, to do everything. I mean, this is like Star Trek and and. Star Wars and like everything in the palm of your hand. And, and Dick we, Tracy. And Dick Tracy, right? <laughs> or Michael Knight, whatever you want to call it. Like all, right. you know, all kinds of cool stuff. But, it, but it's bizarre because at the same time, we use this as a consumption tool, not a distribution tool, right? And that's, mm-hmm. the, that's one of the most uh, 
once you realize the power that you have in distribution, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of like, a, 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 you know, NWA back in the 80s and, and you know, Snoop and, and none of them would have been anything if they didn't line up with the right distribution method, right? right? Otherwise, they would have been like a bunch of other skilled rappers or whatever. They just didn't get the right contract. Well, today you don't have that limitation. There is no limitation of distribution. You are your own barrier. You're the only one who stops yourself from doing whatever. And you might not start off. You everybody starts off at zero. So you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you might not build an audience. It might take you a hundred episodes, two hundred episodes, four hundred episodes, but you'll get there. Like as long as you work that craft, like we said at the very beginning, as long as you work that craft, you're gonna get to that next level. You're teaching people how to hire a VA. Like, how do you how do you decide? How do you, can anybody read this? What's right. up, Angry Taco? <laughs> Hi, Angry Taco. If if how how are you going to decide whether you need a VA or not? If you haven't even built yourself up to the point where you know what that VA is going to do, right? Right? There, or how do you decide to work? Uh, you know, I'm going to need to hire a video editor. Well, to edit what? You don't have any content created yet. Like you you take one step at a time. You get behind the mic. You turn on the camera. You start putting content. You get through those ums. You do another one. You post another one. And as you start to learn these things, then you add those pieces. And I'm I'm curious to know uh, about that VA question because that really that really sparked my interest. Like when you get ready to hire a VA, how, how do you? There's so many in so many different countries and so many different aspects like how do i know i'm not just getting scammed i get in dms all the time like i can help grow your instagram i can help grow your podcast i can help you know i've been doing this for five years i'll make you a top rated podcast like almost it's like yeah well so is that prince from you know that arab country that's going to give me a million dollars all i got to do is send him 10 grand like like i you know there's a scam in every corner how do i know which one's a good one yeah so listen it's a process. It's a process, right? And, and one of my goals for everyone out there that's listening is to help you bypass that process because it takes it. It can take a really long time, or you can shortcut it. So, and that's really what I am focused on. How can we, how can we avoid all those potholes? Because you can learn all this on yourself. It's just going to take a much longer period of time. So, let's talk about the the VAs, the virtual assistants, right? So. First off, if, if someone's DMing you to like grow your Instagram by 10,000 followers, it, you don't want to do that, right? Um, <laughs> there, there, I've gotten, I have right now, I have two virtual assistants, one who does my video editing. Um, I linked up with him on Fiverr, right? And what I would recommend when you're starting off with a new assistant is just to hire them for one job, right? Just get clear on one job that you want them to do for you. So maybe you you know, pay them 50 bucks to edit a video or something like that, right? You're... Your then once you've decided, okay, this person can work with me, they've executed, how about a second job, right? And so now I'm paying uh, my video guy just on a weekly basis, consistently, every Friday I pay him, every every week he's, he's processing a few videos for me. Um, and, and that's how you do it, right? So I hired one on Fiverr, I hired my other assistant on a website called onlinejobs.ph. Uh, she's from the Philippines. Philippines is a great place to go also. They speak. They basically speak English. That's their almost mm -hmm. exclusive language. Um, they're not very entrepreneurial. I actually interviewed the, and this is one of the benefits of being in the podcast, which actually because I was able to connect with the owner of the company, OnlineJobs.ph, and he basically gave me a free mentorship. Right? Nice. <laughs> I went through it step by step. How do I find the right person? It's thirty minutes. The podcast is live on the After Hours Entrepreneur. You can listen to my whole interview with John Jonas, but. I think that, you know, so again, first off, hire them for one job, see how it goes, okay? Uh, my my second piece of advice, and this is probably happens before that, 
is you have to get very clear about what you want done. Okay. So for everyone out there that is, is thinking about hiring a VA, I would recommend that you write down a list of basically your whole process. Like, and what do you want to alleviate? What are you, what do you wake up on money? And you're like, crap, I have to do this. I have to write another blog. I have to edit a new, another YouTube video. I need to, if you are loathing that job, hire someone to do it for you because you do not want to be stuck on the hamster wheel of working in your business. You need to work on your business. That's how you grow. That's how you do it. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's that's key. And I, I like that the the little tip of of hiring them on a short term basis, right? Because yeah. if, if you pay them fifty bucks and you don't like the con the you don't like the product, well, interview over, done. It only costs you fifty bucks, and you're on right. your way to the next one. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, and Fiverr is a great place. I, I mean, literally that's where we got our logos done. And, and, you know, I'm, I've, I've come back to that same person and I've hired them for more stuff over and over again. And, you know, the, it's, it's been a great relationship. So I, I guess, you know, that's, that's great advice. That's <laughs> practical. Uh, and it's not super expensive, right? You're, you're testing it out. So you, you can even test a, a couple different ones, right? I mean, there's no reason why you have to try one and only try that one at a time. Maybe you have, you know, everybody who does, Everything from you know creating logos to doing again your quote cards or your audiograms or your short clips, they all have a style to them. It's an art. It really is. Like they all see this creative uh, space differently. So one person might see your show and give you know the dynamics of your show this particular color, this this type of transition or whatever, and it might jive with you. And the other one might you know be pretty good or maybe it takes long. I mean, there's a lot of different factors, but testing them out one by one. That's genius. That's, keep, that's keeping a spreadsheet. I keep a spreadsheet too. So, so I don't have, so I, if I ever need someone, I can go back to the well. I already have a list of several dozen web designers. I have several dozen social media people, bloggers, uh, podcast promoters. I've got all these different people. So when I get to that point, okay, I've got enough revenue coming in. I'm ready to onboard someone else. I've got a spreadsheet. Let me reach out to someone, you know, so you don't have to put good. This is a big mistake. You post it on your Facebook page, looking for a virtual designer or a virtual assistant. <laughs> Forget about it. You got everyone from uh, from your 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 second cousin to you know some random person in uh, South Africa, and you're like, you just have to wade through it. So um, another yeah. just another quick tip: have some sort of screening process, right? Someone wants to be your virtual assistant. Cool. Go fill out this form on Google, right? Then you can ask them specific questions. You get idea for how well they communicate, which is a big thing. Um, so that's another quick tip for for onboarding a VA. Yeah, that makes sense because you're gonna have to talk to these people on a regular basis. Um, yep. And and how's your how's your communication when it comes to the time uh, time difference? So you I mean you have somebody in the Philippines? They're in a different time zone compared to where we're at. Are they up at that time, or or is it just like you have specific turnarounds? Yeah, so yeah, that's going to depend on the person. The Philippines is completely on the other side of the planet. So that's twelve hours, uh, twelve hour difference. But we don't we don't seem to have a problem. You know, I'm an after hours entrepreneur, so I'm up pretty late. So we we don't have much problem communicating. But that's why you go through this process, right? Mm -hmm. Because every every single human being on Earth is is different, right? We're all the same, but we're all a little bit different. So finding the right one for you and for your business that gives you what you need at the right time for the right price. That's uh, it's it's just part of the screening process, which which again is a good idea to have some sort of like Google Doc that they can fill out or Google Form they can fill out. Totally free to set up a Google Form, and then you know again, let's say you get fifty applicants, maybe twenty of them fill out the Google Form, maybe five of them answer the questions correctly. You've 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 let that process kind of screen out some of the chaff. Yeah, I like that. I like that. 
cut it out, save yourself the time. Yeah. Plus, it make and then the way you described it, by the way, it totally makes sense because I know that that there's a hesitation for a lot of people, and it always comes down to I don't know what it costs, but you know the 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 price of what that person will cost you to have that job done on a consistent basis frees up the time like you got to really consider what your time is worth right i mean Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong i sat here and i learned how to use you know adobe photoshop and i can i can take an image and i can erase the background now i can you know create my thumbnails but that's time that i am spending doing that when i could be doing something else right same thing i can create my own video clips i'm good i I, i've figured it out I've, i've learned how to do it i went to google university youtube university and i figured it out right but that's not my forte. That's me working on the business when I could be working or working in the business rather than working on the business, right? And that's and that's a huge uh, a huge loss. So so the dollar amount that you're going to spend on that VA, first of all, ladies and gents, whenever you spend on a VA, it's way cheaper than if you're going to get an employee here in the U.S. We True. actually do use VAs for our insurance agency, and they are in the Philippines. Yep. Uh, and and you know they operate during our business hours, and what we pay for two employees is what we would pay for one employee over there. And they're, and they're just as great. So, less you know, it, it, plus they're yeah, 1099s, right? They're 1099. So you don't have yeah, to well, worry about all the health insurance and the benefits. None of that, that stuff. Yeah. We 1099 and a company actually. So it's you're definitely yeah. not even employing anybody. So, so, you know, it, it really does work out. And, and if you, if you really factor in what you're good at and what you want to spend your time at, if you really do love spending your time editing, then guess what? There's a whole market for that, but it's probably not what you're going to be focusing your attention on because you, you're you're building your your actual business, right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's that's great advice, Mark. Dude, I've had a a blast talking to you today, man. Like <laughs> a, a lot of very uh, practical, tactical advice that you gave today. You know, showing social proof. You know, making sure that your posts have have questions that that uh, that bring engagement. You know, how to vet a VA. I mean, all those stuff are, is, is some valuable information. So, ladies and gents, make sure you guys check out Mark's. Uh, follow him on social media, but check out his website as well, MarkSavantMedia.com. What are we going to find when we go there, Mark? Yeah, so you're probably going to find it under construction because actually, after this, I'm hot, I'm onboarding a new VA to do some web design work for me because I don't know about y'all. Um, web design, I'll spend eight hours and be like, I'm going to shoot myself. I'm So anyway, uh, <laughs> what you're, what, where I'd really like to, to get through to everyone is, is my focus is on failing forward, do fail, learn, as you see right here. And the After Hours Entrepreneur, that's my show, the After Hours Entrepreneur. It's a top-rated Apple iTunes podcast for entrepreneurship where we tackle all of this because the reality is I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. So what I do is I spend a lot of time bringing in absolute geniuses when it comes to this, whether they're Facebook ad experts, if you want to upgrade your Facebook ad game, maybe you want to really up your podcast to bring on top podcasters, virtual assistant um, experts, just Instagram experts, TikTok experts, web design, SEO experts. I bring in all the tools, all the tools, the tip tools and tactics. That's what I like. When I'm listening to a podcast, I want to walk away with five things that I can implement in my business today. And so that's what the after hours entrepreneur is all about. Hell that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, you. Uh, I heard. I heard a podcaster say, um, "I want to give you more value than you gave me in time." Right. So yeah. whatever, if you're spending 45 minutes with me, the value I gave to you has to be worth at least twice the 45 minutes that that you spent here. So and then honestly, today Didn't we Mark, used to say that on in our intro. Um, I don't remember. 
There's a lot of Pretty stuff sure that we, we used did. to say. We, 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 had, we had to script it out. I think, we, I think we were the podcasters that you're talking about. <laughs> could be. Could be. Could be. You know what? And here's the thing, right? You know, I try to give credit where credit is due when I hear something, but I don't always remember who I learned it from. You know what I mean? Like we are we are just uh, uh, the sum of everybody we've interacted with, whether we've read their book, whether we've seen their, you know, their YouTube video, we, we listen to their podcast, whatever it is, you know, interviewed somebody. Like we're literally like the matrix. You just plugged it in and then here I am, you know, the sum of everybody else's mm-hmm. thoughts and with, with some of my own opinions. So, you know, I, I try, I try, I try, I try what I, what I can do. If I could remember, I will say it. So I, I know I learned it from somewhere. I don't know where though. I actually had a chance to see Gary V live a couple of years ago at a big conference. And I don't remember anything else that happened except for at the end of his keynote, it's like a 15 minute keynote. He said, make more content dick. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, it was just like you, that is it. That is it. So honestly, that's, that's what I do. I help people find ways to actually, to absolutely scale their content quickly efficiently like with work of with like vas and systems and softwares and um just just leverage the tools that are out there so that you can reach more people more quickly with less effort it's it's really what i do mark no gary's one of the main reasons why we even started this podcast because he told me the same thing and i don't know him in person personally i'd never seen him or met him in person but same type of thing he's like go start a podcast like that's what you need to do if you're in business right now you should start a podcast and i was like oh i'm in business I guess I'll start a podcast, not really knowing what it would do, but man, it's been the best thing I've done so far. Love I mean, hundred percent. All right, man. Uh, I, I get the feeling we're going to be talking more because uh, I like your style. I like what you do. I'm going to be checking out more, more and more of your stuff. Like I told you, I was listening to some of your episodes uh, prior to this and, uh, and I dug it, man. So thank you very much thank for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate it. It's a great opportunity. What up business bros? What up, business bros? (laughs) Ladies and gents, make sure you guys subscribe to our podcast. Check out Mark's stuff, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Thursday, S-H-I-T. So happy it's Thursday. Thursday. Peace. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.